Isn't it funny how we all start off with a plan or conception of what our life and career will look like, but oftentimes we end up in a completely different place than we ever could have dreamed? Well, this is a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, and entrepreneurs to hear how they handled life's unexpected events. I'm your host, Andrew East. I'm an engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring you these stories to help inspire you to reach your dreams, no matter what they look like. I wanted to stop and thank you guys for letting me take up an hour of your week. Uh, This has been something I've really, really enjoyed. And from the feedback I've gotten, it sounds like you all have enjoyed it as well. I wanted to ask you guys a couple questions. And if you're on my website, there'll be an area for feedback on this specific episode, 012. That's andrewdeast.com forward slash 012. And I want to know if you guys want to see the video highlights, like maybe 10-minute video clips of the interviews I've done. I've done uh, video for all but one of my interviews. Um, so I wanted to see if you guys would love to see that on my YouTube channel. I also wanted to get your feedback on who you might like to see on the show for me to sit down and interview. So again, thank you guys. Fill out that form um, if you have somebody in mind or if you have a big preference on wanting to see the video or not. But um, hope you enjoy this episode with Jimmy. It was a lot of fun. Typically, if you voluntarily sign up to do pre-med in college and grind through all the tough classes that that entails, you are dead set on going to med school. Jimmy Benrood, however, ended up being a part of his wife, Madeline Bailey's management team. They have a YouTube channel together called Mimbo, and Madeline has her own channel called Madeline Bailey. I can almost guarantee that you've heard some of her songs. She's an amazing vocalist, an amazing musician, and together they have found a ton of success. Check Jimmy out on socials. The links are down below. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Jimmy Benrood. Jimmy, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, glad to be here. Super pumped to have you on. Um, I just want to tell everybody before we get started here, Jimmy has earned the title of Cornhole Champion. Um, and I mean, that, yeah. we I've, I've lost to him every single time i played. Yeah. So I got to give that to you. I don't That's know true. how you got so good. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe in college? Well, we have a Cornhole like set up in our backyard so naturally we play a lot you're telling me you practice for practice all, the matches? all the time i got you maddie's beat me once <laughs> oh you guys do couples oh stuff? yeah it one seems on like, one it seems like you guys are pretty competitive yeah super competitive uh we actually got in a fight on our honeymoon over bocce ball a fight well not really a fight like i was trying to teach her the rules as we were playing and she she wanted to know them before actually she told me the story uh she said that you were making up rules um, I mean, I've read the handbook. Okay. So. All, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jimmy, we always have people kind of start by telling their backstory. The whole show is, is us. We all have these preconceptions on what we think our career will look like. And we p- kind of plan for that. And then a lot of times when we start walking down that path, we get redirected into something else. So, uh, I love to talk about the the backstory just to kind of set the stage for all that. So where did you grow up? Tell me about your family. So I grew up in a little town, um, in Wisconsin called Menominee. Menominee. Uh, Menominee. It's like (laughs) my family was always big into sports and football was like a huge thing in Menominee. So like our high school coach, our high school football coach was like the most winningest coach in like Wisconsin football history. Um, so, like, growing up in that system, seeing my brothers win state championships, I always, like, wanted that, you know. Um, so I was always big into sports. I was the thing. But I did well in academics. Um, 
always being hurt. I got hurt constantly. Really? Like I've had five or six surgeries. So, yeah, that was tough. Um, but doing all of that, going to the hospital constantly, um, kind of made me love the medical field. So I was always like there. I was looking up to the doctors and like they're always my role models, essentially. So um, after that, I was like, I kind of want to do something in the medical field. So uh, after high school, I went to college where I kind of pursued pre-med and I got a degree in biology and chemistry. Actually graduated highest honors. What? Which is something cool. Is that yeah. magna cum laude? Is that? Uh, I don't. It wasn't actually named Summa that at our school. Laude? So oh, it, it was wasn't. Just, it was just highest honors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Congrats. And now we're here. In I LA. wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that from you, Jimmy. Not what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do your parents do? I'm curious. Uh, my mom is the president of uh, Wisconsin Credit Union, a pretty big credit union in Wisconsin, and like I think I think part of Minnesota as well. She's worked there for I guess thirty five years yesterday. So wow. crazy. Thirty five years of one job? Yeah. Well not one job, but like at the same place. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. That's amazing. Dedication. What about dad? Dad has done a bunch of different stuff. He um always did real estate. He started out with construction. Um started a glass company, back into real estate. Uh, developed property, so much stuff. And now he kind of just does what he wants. He like, he's a landlord. He has tenants, so he deals with all of that. And yeah, he's he's pretty much retired. But kind of an entrepreneur type, like super. Is that where you get it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a go getter for sure. How was the pre med experience for you at college? Oh man, I so my freshman year I didn't take it as seriously. As I could have, so that I, I did well. Like I did a high three whatever GPA, um, and then sophomore year on, I was like in the books constantly. I had fun, but like I was studying so much. Probably similar to your experience with football, but you were studying as well, so that you had that on top of it. Um, that was it was crazy, but it was awesome because my roommates were doing the similar stuff. They were also in the pre med area. Um, so we could go to each other with questions and stuff. Yeah. And our small apartment was awesome because like you could w- just walk to the next door down and ask him a question. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Did you have to take a lot of chemistry classes? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Insane. O-chem, A-chem, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. I just interviewed Kurt Schneider and he studied math at Yale and I was telling him about all the math classes that I failed at Vanderbilt. Chemist, chemistry uh, also made that list, so not okay. I never got higher than a C minus at any math class. Wow. I think I did get a C minus in chemistry and just snuck by. Nice, uh, but over over a three GPA is impressive. C's get degrees, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I lived by that. Yeah. Um, so you graduate highest honors from what's the college? UW Lacrosse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got so many UWs. So many. There's it's, a, a, it's a D3 school. So it's a smaller school, but fun campus. Yeah, for sure. UW Whitewater is the epic football school. Really great at football, yeah. Did you play a year at football? I played uh, a, a year UW? of football. Um, so a couple of the UW schools were scouting me and stuff, but I ended up going to lacrosse just because of academics. Got hurt my senior year in wrestling. Um 
Broke my back, actually, so that was rough. Stress fracture, right? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Man. Oh, you did, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. L4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of waited a year to start with football at lacrosse. Got into it my sophomore year when I was really kicking into gear with my academics, yeah. and I decided, like, I just don't need it. I mean, there's no real advantage to joining the football team like there's no real pros I guess I was putting way more time into that when I like what I was getting out of it wasn't necessarily worth it you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah the camaraderie was nice with like the other, other players and stuff but it just coming out of the the high school football experience where you know you're with those guys your entire childhood mm-hmm. It's just there's just nothing like that. I guess maybe it's different for you after spending four years at Vanderbilt, but yeah. I I loved uh, college football maybe more than high school football. Nice. Um, but it's because at my high school it was almost a college mindset, whereas at Vanderbilt is like you're with the guys for four or five years and you're spending all the time with them. So I did enjoy my college experience, but that's been one thing that I've really struggled with in the pros. This is the exact thing you were just talking about where. I realized that I love football because of the team aspect of it. Right. And when that's not really there, which is the case in the pros, you have guys, you know, getting cut and new new guys joining every day. It's just not that team aspect doesn't exist. So like the loyalty and and my excitement for for being out there, it's just as you were describing, tough to kind of get rallied up for it. Yeah, um, totally. But when did you meet Madeline? I met her in the middle of my sophomore year of college okay. on winter break. Okay. Yeah. And you got married? Uh, in 2014, August. August 22nd, 2014. A few years after you graduated? Um, actually, it was a year before I graduated. Okay. Yeah. So when you graduated, was there any intention of going to medical st- school after? I entertained one school out here because I knew that Madeline and I were going to move out here together. Um, so I went to a interview out here. You took the test and everything? I, t- I took, I didn't actually take the medical school test. Okay. No. What is that called again? Uh, I actually don't remember, honestly. Shoot. Yeah. But I did entertain the interview out here. It was actually in Pomona, California. Not too far from here, but it would have brought us outside of LA a little bit. And yeah. I didn't get, I didn't actually get the, I didn't get into the school anyways, so um, kind of made our decision moving forward easier. Yeah. When did you start helping out with the YouTube stuff? Um, probably right a little bit at the end of my school. I was uh, studying not only my schooling, but I was studying social media and um, how to become a tour manager. I was reading books and stuff. Um, so that's kind of when I started my senior year of college. I was starting to look into like different opportunities. What else is out there? Were yeah. you and Maddie both on the same page the whole time of like, yeah, we can we can work together. We can make this happen. Yeah, I think I don't want to speak for her, but I think that she like she didn't need it, but it like really helped her to have someone there um with her all of the time to help with social media because she's a very artistic person. Um it kind of helped to have someone like structure all of her art and and put the pieces together i guess yeah i'm super excited to be sitting here talking to you about this because you and i play a a pretty similar role and i think we're both kind of transitioning into something new um where we support our wives and do 
a lot of the grunt work. Sean, you hear that? Uh, for essentially, I, obviously we do it gladly, but essentially yeah. to, to uplift and, and encourage their career. Um, so that's been good to act, have you walk me through that because it's not an easy thing to do sometimes. It's tough to balance for sure, yeah. yeah. But it's absolutely one of the funnest things that I've ever been a part of and done. So so you've learned – you went from pre-med to learning all about the social media. I went from civil engineering to learning all about it. It is a completely new world. It's and nuts. it's ever-changing too. Yeah. Can you talk to me? Have you enjoyed that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've really liked it. Um, I almost like the music side of things more. So that's like another kind of uh, – angle on what she's doing because she's an artist so learning the music business has been a a bit of a task and i'm still learning so much um so yeah it's it has been tough what was the question exactly have you enjoyed learning i mean the social media is completely different yeah i would i mean for the most part than than what we were both doing before um I found it really fun to always have something new to learn. Like every day the platform changes, the algorithm changes, there's something new that comes out. Have you, have you enjoyed that? Yeah, Yeah. I, I I honestly like it. Um, I I like it a lot because we have formed a bit of a community amongst us too, which has been really nice because we want to see each other succeed. That's probably kind of goes back to high school football where I like, I like the community aspect. Um, it does get to a point where I feel like I'm chasing a bit. You know what I mean? You're chasing the next trend yeah. and the next thing. And that's where it becomes daunting and, and kind of wears on an artistic person like Maddie. So I really enjoy like seeing the trends, trying to chase that, go after it. And I try not to have Maddie worry about that, essentially. Yeah. Define your two different roles. You kind of did just right there. But what do you take charge of? What does she take charge of? Um, so I essentially, my roles are tour managers. So I help on the road. Like, uh, I send riders to venues. I kind of get the show arranged. So when we show up, it's like ready to go. Um, I do social media for Madeline alongside of her. She does a lot of it herself because she wants to feel connected with her audience. Um, and I kind of do like a, a production management also. So like setting up I think I hit something. Uh, <laughs> setting up like uh, writing sessions and production sessions, so she gets ready for her covers. I'll arrange the the uh, session with the producer and all of that, and then she kind of she does a lot of the artistic work. So she's she's writing. Like right now, she's in the studio writing. Hopefully, in the next hit. <laughs> um, uh, so she does all of that. She's working on production right now. Um, she's very involved in the song choice for her YouTube channel, um, and like all of the video aspects and posting dates. And she just started this crazy new thing called Twitch, which is a lot of fun and a lot of work as well. Um, so she's she's doing so much, and she's such a hard worker. Yeah. We'll get to Twitch in a second because you're the only – Brody Smith is a friend of ours. Oh, He's right. a Frisbee guy, and he does some Twitch. But he got kind of burnt out from it, from it's my understanding. Um, but when we first met, you guys were just about to go on some huge tour. I forget how many cities it was. Oh, man. Uh, 20 cities and 25 dates across North America. And yeah. you 
set the whole thing up. And you drove the bus? I, I drove part of it, yeah. The worst stretch was a 19-hour drive from, uh, man, I think it was, I can't remember the, where we started, but we ended up in San Francisco, just straight west, oh, just man. nonstop. Was that on the second half of the trip, I yeah, guess? Yeah, thankfully. Did you, have a, did you have a highlight city from that, the whole experience? Uh, a highlight city? Like uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Boston, House of Blues in Boston was really cool because it's right next to Fenway Park. Like, you walk out the door and there's Fenway. It's oh just gosh. beautiful. Yeah. That's super cool. It's awesome. You've learned to play some intri- instruments. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> you play guitar. Don't lie to no. me. I've spent, like... Uh, two weeks trying to learn guitar and my fingertips went numb really yeah like i I just couldn't do it i mean i probably could have just kept going and it would have been fine but like i've no one in my family does music i don't do music (laughs) so it's just it's not a it's not gonna happen i guess man yeah you moved from Wisconsin out to L.A. in 2014 or was that before that uh it was 2015 yep okay Talk to me about that decision, and did it pan out as you thought it would? Um, so it was tough because my family was very very focused on this medical career path also. Um, so that was a big conversation to have with them. By the way, did you have a focus that you were going to do? Was it, was it like uh, – I was looking into like the dermatology okay. route. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was tough because I had to tell my family that I was – not necessarily going to take this school opportunity had I gotten into it. I was going to maybe just entertain it and see what it was like, see the interview process, but still go with Maddie and do her thing. Um, So that was kind of a decision I made partway through my senior year of college, yeah. When did you tell your parents? Partway through? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was tough. That was a tough, uh, but they were understanding, and I feel like they've come to understand a little bit more. I mean, I I get it. The social media world is new, and it's changing, and it's it can be scary. Um, and when you're not really living in the social media world, you don't understand all the complexities of, you know, how do you make money? How do you earn anything? And, and how do you keep things going when maybe – they're not at that moment, but having seen Maddie start, you know, 10 years ago now, I've seen so many people reach mountains, go back down to a valley, and then shoot right back up. Like, it happens. It happens. You kind of have to ride it out and look for your next opportunity. So that's kind of, yeah, it, it, it it's interesting world. It's a crazy world. I we grew up in pretty similar families. I think kind of yeah. conservative Midwest. Uh, super thankful for that that I was raised in that. And when my parents found out that Sean and I were going to be moving out to LA, doing the social media thing, they were so exactly as you're describing, just kind of dumbfounded. Like, what do you mean you're going to essentially go do Instagram? Right? Like that's that's yeah. what they think in their mind, but. It's a it's a full time job. Absolutely. And there's so much to do on a daily basis, so many meetings that you have to have in order to to uh to make it happen. Um so I'm I empathize with you on that decision. The way this podcast actually started off was I wanted to sit down with influencers 
and take them off of the of, of the platforms that they're good at and put them in the podcast setting, which is more of like a mainstream media thing. Uh, yep. um, just to explain, because I had so much trouble explaining what Sean and I do to my parents and to my friends back home who are working the more traditional jobs, if you will. Um, and I thought it would be a really cool way to do that is, is through the podcast setting. Um, but now it's turned into this. I'm curious what, when people ask you what you do, what do you say? Oh, it's tough because it's like ever changing. Um, I tell them that I play, I have a management, I'm part of Madeline Bailey's management team essentially. So like I said, I tour manage, I production manage, I'm a day to day manager, a social media manager, and I've learned to shoot videos. So, I mean, that's kind of what I say. Every day is different, which is fun. Yeah. The videos you shoot are amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you. Amazing. I've learned a lot, but we're still we're still learning. Yeah. So you're you're shooting these videos for Maddie's channel, which now has over five million subscribers. Yeah, we're coming up on five point five. That's a big deal. Yeah. You guys crush out views like million. I'm looking at Maddie's. One million subscriber plaque oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> she got that, I think, when she crossed 3.5 million subscribers. <laughs> that late. It was in the mail for a long time. Wow. Yeah. What do you attribute your guys' success to? Um, as you were saying, like the, the peak and valley that can hit, you guys seem to just have been super consistent. Um, Madeline is super smart. And although she's like, super artistic she's very calculated and steadfast and i mean she's had this dream to be a singer since she was in diapers so i mean it's something she has to do like we're gonna pursue it relentlessly until until it happens yeah well and you're you're there by her side making it happen yeah we're trying with her working with your spouse isn't super easy Uh, i can testify to that do you guys have any rituals or boundaries that you've set up to help make the process easier for both of you? Um, This is something we're still learning and dealing with. I'm a person who will like bring work up at the worst time. You know, do you know what I mean? I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be like 8 PM. We're watching a movie. (laughs) Finally sit down and have some dinner. I'm like, Uh. before I take my first spoonful of rice or whatever, I'm like, Hey, uh, did you sign that sheet that we need to get back to your lawyer? She's like, does not want it. And I totally get it. It should not happen. Like, so that's what we're learning. At about 5 or 6 p.m., I think we should just have a time where it's just like no more work. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, Sean and I are still – we try to do like the no phones and bed thing. We try to cut it off at 6, which we did successfully for a little bit, but sometimes – just creeps back in and you just realize you're on you both have like each other's mindset where you're like i'm gonna tell you not to be on your i'm gonna ask you not to be on your phone right now but then it just like happens you know what i mean the good thing is i feel like it happens because we're passionate about what we do and we love it the bad thing is it's really important to kind of compartmentalize hey we're doing business now now is the time where we need our relationship time so that we can grow together and like keep this thing healthy. Yeah. Um, you mentioned eating your bowl of rice. You guys are, 
Are you outspoken about your your diet? Not super outspoken, but we are we are vegan or plant based. Um, it's kind of a relatively new decision we made one year into our marriage. We actually watched a documentary, just totally flipped our diets, um, and ever since we've been plant based. What was the documentary that you guys watched? It's called Forks Over Knives. Dude, yeah. I, that documentary has converted more people to a vegan diet than I can really believe. It's amazing the effect yeah. that that has had. Was there one particular part about that? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was the overall health aspect of um, real. First of all, realizing that humans just don't need as much protein as. As they think they do. Sorry, I'm distracted. With Sorry. We're, yeah, we got yeah. Booger and Buddy are their Booger two little love. dogs. Check them out on Instagram, by the way. And uh, Booger right now is climbing all over me. Um, but the overall health aspect? Yeah. They were like re- uh, reversing diabetes, actually, or early onset diabetes. Yeah. You came from a football background, which is super um, – big on lifting weights, super big on exercise. I wonder if the vegan diet has affected that part. Um, It could have. I also – I've seen so many bodybuilders who eat plant-based diets. Um, I also just don't work out as as hard as I once did, and I don't eat as much food as I once did. I was a little bit bigger. I think I topped out at like 190, and now I'm like 160. Wow. Yeah. There are there's a lot of NFL players that well not a lot but there's a handful of NFL players right. that are on the vegan diet. I just don't know how they do it. It's amazing. You guys crush. But the majority of your diet is carbs. Yeah. And you still your metabolism just crushes right through it. So you don't you don't even gain any weight. So, so as a far. football player who needs to stay heavy, I don't know how they do that. I don't know. Um gosh. luckily we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. You mentioned Twitch earlier, and this is a new. Sean and I have learned kind of now the YouTube scene. We love it. We've learned like the you know the Instagram and and all those social medias. We're getting into Pinterest, which I'm realizing Ooh. it's a. I know, yeah. That's kind of a. That's, that's kind of the dark horse. I don't know. Some people don't even consider it social media, but it's a whole another animal in of itself. How long have you been doing Twitch? Four months now. Yeah, and it's a crazy world. Can you can you kind of give people a, a summation of Twitch for, for those of you who don't know what it is? Uh, so Twitch is essentially a live streaming platform, website, an app where um, people broadcast themselves, typically known for like playing video games. So they'll be sitting here at their monitor or whatever, and they'll have their stream up here, and they'll have a little face cam of themselves for the viewer um, in the side, and then the people will just essentially watch them play video games. Um, but they're kind of wanting to branch out from there, so they have like a music genre, they call it, and an IRL genre, which is in real life. So it's essentially anything that doesn't have to do with video games. It could be like live stream vlogging, people do, and that's pretty popular. Because it's uh, all live stream. Yeah, 100% yeah. live stream. For those of you who can't see, we're sitting in front of their, uh, this is your Twitch studio, essentially? Yeah, yeah. They have two TVs, one computer, or sorry, one desktop computer, one, uh, what do you call this, laptop. laptop. What are the two, what, what are all the screens for? 
Uh, so we don't use these. We we're going to use them for gaming, but I think we might just display different things on them, like goals or uh, not sure yet. Okay. We're figuring that just out. Just for the ambiance? Yes. I like it a lot. Yeah. This one, Maddie will sit here. She's This is her throne. She sits here and she games. And then this one actually is like a really powerful laptop that is capable of running a stream, which I didn't realize when we got started how much went into the tech side of things on Twitch. Yeah, because you can't use like Macs are not designed for Twitch. It has to be Windows and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you always loved video games? Yeah, I've always loved video games. It hasn't recently been like a passion of mine i guess because of all of the other stuff we're doing but when we have downtime we enjoy a video game yeah going from being this well-known singer you guys also when we met you not not too long after you were doing you vlogged for 30 days straight is that right yeah we did some vlogging on uh what's it called vlogmas 30 days straight on the what's the channel called oh mimbo mimbo um, which is their couple channel. I'd, I'd recommend you guys check it out. They're hilarious. Um, how was that experience for you, the daily vlogging? That was wild. That was one of the grind, one of the hardest grinds that I've ever been on because have you ever done daily vlogging? We did when we were in Europe for three oh, right. weeks straight. Yeah. It's a process. Like you have to spend, were you editing all your stuff too? Fortunately, no. Okay. Yeah. That's the huge like grunt load of the work is spending the nights editing and talking about having nights off to enjoy with your significant other. That just didn't exist. Like I was up till four or five some nights editing so then I could get up and not have to do it the next day. That was tough. Mm. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Twitch also takes up a lot of your guys' time. On Saturdays and Sundays, you stream four hours? More, yeah. It's an interesting platform being that there's no real algorithm, so it's kind of dependent on how much time you put into it. So it's all about creating a ton of content? Yeah, and then making it worth it. So people will stop in for 30 seconds. Like a new viewer who doesn't know who you are, you kind of want to captivate them in the 30 seconds that they're choosing your stream actively captivate them enough to maybe follow and eventually subscribe which is if you don't know um the difference between twitch and youtube is that a subscription on twitch is paid monthly and a follow on twitch is essentially a youtube subscriber so they're notified when you post a video or you're going live why did you guys want to do how how many hours a week do you guys stream oh boy uh (laughs) probably 30 honestly and you're sitting down playing video games we were we've been with you guys as you stream as you're streaming and even bathroom breaks are like hey we got to make this quick yeah so we can run back and and play more so more than 30 hours a week just that's a lot yeah it's draining a lot of people don't realize how mentally and physically exhausting it is because you're just like well, I I haven't done what she does. Like, she's on camera. I can, like, get up and walk around. I So I'm out there when I'm playing with her. I can get up and walk around um, and do other things. But she's on for, you know, seven to nine hours sometimes. 
the cool part is, though, on Mondays, she does this thing called Music Mondays, uh, where people come in and make song requests, and she'll just sing for an hour and a half to two hours. Wow. I will say something super cool and unique about twitch is the community that we've built in the short amount of time has been one of the most supportive communities that we've had Hmm. even considering uh i mean youtube like i I don't want to say supportive as in as in they're not there but like (laughs) the twitch community is super special because they're always there and they're act. You can communicate with them directly on their chat, so they can chat live live time, and then you can reply to them on video instantly. And there's just something about that connection that's like really special. And Sean and I first started appreciating the online community, I think, in a real way when we put out that. Oh, thank you, Booger. Thank you for the kiss. When we put out that miscarriage video and just we really felt for the first time like a, a tangible connection, even though you're not seeing them face to face, even though you have no idea where they are or what their background is. Like you connect with these people. What's been your experience with the, with the online community, whether it's on Twitch, YouTube, whatever it is. Cause some like it gets a bad rap. A lot of people are like, uh, you know, these, these losers behind the keyboard are typing these mean comments, but it's not, it's not all, there's definitely some of that. And I'm sure you guys get a lot of that with Maddie's music videos and with your Twitch streams, I can only imagine, but what's been your experience with the online community as a whole? Um, so I, I feel like those types of things really bring out the positives in the community. Like the people that are there that have your back on the daily that will say, maybe that's not a great thing to say to someone. Um, so I, I've really felt the positivity around YouTube and Twitch and all Twitter and Instagram, everything. Um, come out through some of the negativity um yeah i typically monitor the monitor the uh the youtube comments because that's where it kind of can get nasty and don't let sean see them do you do any of that i do yeah so if something's really unnecessarily nasty i'll just go in and delete it sometimes um or reply to it in like a mature way if there's like a super immature comment and maybe not make them feel terrible about it, but let them know that what they said wasn't great and, like, it doesn't serve any purpose. My strategy with the negative responses as a whole, and maybe this goes for just life in general, is I feel like whatever you put attention to or whatever you respond to or or put a reaction at, you're going to kind of manifest more of it. So whenever there's a negative comment, I never reply to it. Because my thinking is, well, if if another person sees that I replied to this negative comment, they're going to, whether they actually feel negatively towards us or not, they might just comment so that maybe they get a response from us. So I never respond. And I think so far it's, it's worked out. It's uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you really want to just tear into it. I know. It, There's tons of those times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's your wife that they're talking about. Yeah. Something about that just like grinds my gears. I know. Yeah. Yeah, there there can be some nasty people. Have you ever spent time on Reddit? Not a whole lot. That community. I think most of it is is comedic in nature, but that's unlike any other online community where 
the people are just there to kind of any entertain each other at whatever whoever's expense. Yeah. Um, so that's been really, really interesting. Um, you ready for some fan questions? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. We got we got Booger and Buddy here. Um, by the way, how often? So you mentioned that you're more of a you kind of are more free to roam around. How often do you yourself stream? Uh, so I'll do most of the, uh, streaming with her Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I kind of manage the stream on Mondays when she's doing music. And what's your favorite game to play? Fortnite. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We, uh, we first met you and you were big into Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. You still play a lot of that? Uh, not a lot, but Maddie, probably because Maddie beats me every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's the champion. A humble, a humble statement. Maddie, are you listening? He finally admitted it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, okay, we got some fan questions here. Cassidy Muschick wants to know if you uh, eat at Jimmy John's a lot. I did in high school. There was a Jimmy John's in our hometown. Yeah, I love me some Jimmy John's. Some good. They stuff. do have some some good some stuff. vegetable sandwiches. Yeah, there. What was your go-to in high school? I'm curious. Oh, I like the turkey. I can't remember what it was called, but I like the turkey sandwich there. On that note, I'm curious for people uh, thinking about going to the vegan diet, do you have any tips? What have you learned through that? Eat lots of fruits and vegetables and then eat more carbs than you're used to because your body can handle it. Like Because you're not consuming so much meat and whatever else that you're used to consuming, you can eat more uh, mass than you think you can. So I get full really fast, but I feel like I should be able to keep eating. I'm a, I'm a pretty skinny dude, so yeah, Maddie's Maddie's trying to get me to eat more. We've talked about how we need to get you in the weight room a little more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll do some more. Bob Bolander wants to know if Maddie is really as funny as she seems. He loves her humor. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. I yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. We got another big hitter here. Chef Sam I am. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, let's see. Anything with peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. There's some Ben and Jerry's peanut butter flavors that are my go-tos. Love that. Yeah. Do you, Do you have to eat? Is there a special type of ice cream? They have dairy-free peanut butter ice cream. What is that? What does dairy-free ice cream mean? I don't know. They have like cashew milk that they make it with, or almond milk, Dude. coconut milk. Bro, what are you? What, oat milk. What are you saying? Milk. Milk. Thank you. What did I say? Milk. Milk. A hundred percent. A hundred percent milk. That's what Maddie would say. Uh, Wilson Johnson Five asks. It seems like you do a lot behind the scenes. What is a favorite role that you have? The tour manager. Definitely tour manager really? because I get to travel to crazy places with Maddie. And just on our off time, we get to go see things and do things that are fun. Where have you guys been? Where have you traveled to? All over. We've been to France. We've been to Vietnam, China, the Maldives, Canada, all across the U.S. Um, more, I'm sure. Talk to me about your guys' presence in, in France. That was a really interesting concept yeah. to me where you're just huge over there. Obviously, you're here you are here, but she's like number one on the radios over there. Yeah, she has been. Wow. Yeah. Um, so about a few years ago, she was signed to a 
licensing deal, which is essentially a label deal for one territory. And they wanted to test a song um, that was already playing on the radio. Virgin Radio over there picked it up and was putting it on full rotation. It was her cover of Titanium. So, interestingly You guys enough, have heard it. I guarantee you've heard it. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it has 95 or 90-some million views on YouTube now. Unbelievable. Crazy. So, they they took that and ran with it, really. I think it did become a number one radio song. And then they decided to sign her to a licensing deal with a Warner affiliate over there called Play On. And they just took like four or five of her covers and made them top radio songs. And then overnight she was on like national television and became pretty popular there. Wow. Yeah. Eileen Hart wants to know, um, what are your favorite sources of information for your industry that you're in? Like social media, where do you, where do you typically learn? Is there a website or is there a YouTube channel or a podcast? Uh, I'd say peers, Peers are number one, um, whether it's like, I really like the Philip DeFranco show. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess it's unnecessary for us to, most of it might be unnecessary for us to move forward and change what we're doing ourselves. Um, but he throws a lot of good information about what not to do maybe with your career and then what, what are some good things to do. I love the, the Philip, community. I love the Philip DeFranco show. He, uh, his philosophy or his, yeah, I guess perspective on the on news is what he does is say what happened, say what he thinks about what happened, mm-hmm. and then kind of open it up for discussion as opposed to presenting it in a biased way. Like right. he just kind of gets into the the facts of it. So I love I I probably watch three or four Philip DeFranco shows every week. Yeah, he does a great job. Do you have any favorite books? Oh man, about, I used to be a little bit more of a reader than I am now. Really? <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, back in the day, the I crushed some Harry Potter. Love Harry yeah. Potter, man. Yeah, Harry okay. Potter. Um, uh, I read The Grapes of Wrath in middle school, classic, and then some Mark Twain. Um, I honestly haven't read a whole lot lately, which I I should change. What about you? What's your favorite? I think C.S. Lewis is my favorite author. Andy Andrews is a good one as well. The Noticer is one of my favorite books. Nice. It's kind of cliche, and apparently there's a meaning to it that uh, I was unaware about, but The Alchemist, have you read? Mm-hmm. Pretty short book. It's like an amazing story, which is why I enjoy it. Um, but I would say C.S. Lewis in general. Um, okay, so you guys have this YouTube channel that you're crushing which, by the way, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You're kind of, you're kind of rethinking that, or you're definitely putting a ton of time into Twitch. Um, but Maddie is is trying to go a different direction with her music career. Yeah, essentially. So what she's kind of always done has been covers, and that's provided like a good audience and good steady content. What she's really passionate about is her writing and putting original music out. So we kind of want to do more of that. Just interviewed Grammy songwriter, Grammy award-winning songwriter, Jacob Luttrell, um, and he was talking about how he really wants to get into singing. Does Is Maddie okay if she just does songwriting? Uh, yeah, so she's open. She is actually writing for other artists and stuff. Um, 
working on getting her first cut for another artist, uh, but always down to sing her own stuff also. Have you, you have you written songs? No. <laughs> no? Like, it's the same thing with the instruments. Like, I'm not a musical person at all. Or know, I, I, I could, I'm a little bit artistic, so I can like draw on stuff, but I'm just not musical. Are you? You were in like uh, acapella. I did try out <laughs> at Vanderbilt for the acapella group, nice. the, the Dodex, I think is what they were called. Or maybe, is that from Pitch Perfect? I can't remember. I made the first <laughs> round of cuts. Um, Sean, I'll tell you, I, I do have an amazing voice, but I decided not to go back for the uh, for the second cuts. Um, but I played a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, and it's, Man, you could be going down a whole different path right now. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what's next. Um, what 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 goals do you have now? Um, personally, like my my number one goal is still Madeline's career and like continuing to grow what she has, and then aside from that, for myself is to become a manager, uh, maybe for other artists and other influencers potentially, and just see what happens going forward. I'm open to different things, but Madeline will always be the number one. Open, or sorry, manager for other artists, huh? Yeah. Wow. That'd be exciting. That would be super exciting. You've had so much success with Madeline. Like, I feel like that would be an easy sell for, for another artist. Could be. Yeah. Okay, so football to pre-med to you're a YouTube star, bro. No, I'm not. And Personally, you're, and I'm you're, not. You're a tour manager. <laughs> um, what lessons have you learned through all this career changes, through you know your family kind of leaving their umbrella? I'm curious, three takeaways um, that you would have for yeah. the audience. I'd say number one, like don't close the door on other opportunities something may come up and it may not seem right at that moment, but just because it's not, don't, don't leave it. Don't leave the stone unturned, like take a shot with it. Um, I'd say another one is another lesson would be to just have fun with what you're doing, honestly, because life is, life is a crazy thing and you might as well enjoy what you're doing. And then like, don't be afraid to grow. Learn from your peers. Don't be afraid to ask people who are maybe above you in a position like what you might be doing wrong or right and then learn and grow from your mistakes. So pretty vague, but those are some things that I've learned. I love them. I'm curious. We've talked a lot about my football career and kind of the doubts I have. Um, And I know that was supposed to be the last question that I just asked you. Have you ever had any doubts about – what you're doing now versus what potentially you start off doing with the pre-med? Like, is there any part of you that's like, man, that would have been a more secure, stable thing. And man, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't have like any huge doubts, but saying that, uh, a job as a doctor would be super secure, well-paying, like an amazing job. Um, but I'm too passionate about what I'm doing now to even like entertain those thoughts, I guess. Cause I'm at a, I'm at a point now not to make this about me, but 
I love just like what you're saying. I love what we're doing with the social media stuff. And I feel like we're building a community, which I think it sounds like, uh, is the reason you like it. Mm -hmm. We're building a community that we're kind of really speaking positive things into, which has at the end of the day, always been my goal and dream is to purposely inspire others. But football is like, is kind of the thing that I'm keeping in the backdrop because it's like, well, I don't want to dive all into this because it's not stable. And as you're saying, it could change at, at the, you know, at the whim of Instagram changing their algorithm. Um, but I do have to say that I've learned a lot from you and we've, Sean and I have both loved, uh, spending time with, with you and Maddie and Kurt and I were laughing. All the good people we've met in LA have come from game night. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Um, Good old werewolf. <clears throat> and hopefully there's more of that to come. But I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and really enjoyed what you have to say, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hey, guys, it's Andrew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Redirected. If you find this podcast valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you happen to listen from. You can share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. Also, head over to andrewdes.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. And while you're at my site, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you can get updates on other fun stuff going on. Also, you guys know I love connecting with you, so if you want to reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at andrewdeast. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time on Redirected. Redirected.